We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. Coming back a little bit. That's Tim Shea. What's up, Shea? Now, this is the Friday uh, August 11 episode, but this is Tim Shea's Sunday. Well, I'm actually recording with you on a, on your Saturday. On my Saturday, which is today is my Sunday, which tomorrow is my Monday, which is your Saturday. Boom. Which there I don't go. really have weekends or weekdays because yeah. I my life is on a whack. Your life is a, every day is a Saturday. Uh, every day is like a Friday for me. Oh. Okay. No, every day is like a Thursday. Okay. Because sometimes I, I work a lot, but I, I usually work the next day. But then some days I don't. Either way, your new life is different. How do you like it after one three-day week? Um, yeah, so far so good. I mean, it's I'm not waking up at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what did you do on Wednesday night, your Friday night? I went to State Fair. Wow. And what are you doing on Thursday night, your Saturday night? Probably nothing, actually. <laughs> Taking her easy. You want to do something? Want to hang out? Should we go? To I the- don't. I can't. Oh. Okay. I have a prior commitment. <sighs> well, can I join? You may. All right. Yep. What are you do? What are you doing? I don't want to tell you. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You're doing something with your new friends, aren't you? My new friends. Yeah, whoever they are. You know what I was talking about today with my wife? I yes. was trying to come up, I was trying to come up with the top five women I talk to, like the most. All right, let me try and guess. Number one is your wife. My wife. Number two would be probably your mother. I think she's in there. Okay. Uh, number three would be, let's see, don't have any sisters. Nope. Um, your grandma? Grandma might be in top five. I think so. Okay. So now we just need four and five. Well, my mother-in-law. Oh, your mother-in-law. Yes. Forgot about her. Sorry. Okay. Four. So fifth? I can't come up with a fifth. Because I, I like a fifth, I don't see my sister-in-laws enough. And I think my fifth, honestly, is my kid's daycare teacher. Well, either that or if you were still at the radio station, would it be someone from there? 
like yeah. someone from the, the one of the different radio stations or I just don't have a lot of women in my life. No. And my greatest blessing is also my greatest curse. I I am a dad, but unfortunately not a real dad because I'm not a hashtag girl dad. Oh, you're a dad. You're a real dad. Don't yeah, worry. I don't know. I, w- I would argue that only girl dads are real true dads. Okay. Okay. I had the craziest thing happen to me on Thursday morning. What were you doing? I was walking to school with my kid. And all of a sudden, this guy is walking. And I, I'm convinced it's Chuck Freeman. <laughs> Now, you know that episode of Full House when Steve leaves DJ and then DJ sees Steve everywhere, including in the head of lettuce at the grocery store? Are you seeing Chuck? It's possible I am seeing Chuck like that. Okay. Uh, We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of our demise, the station. It is coming up real soon. That'll be Wednesday. And I do talk about Chuck a lot, and maybe he doesn't talk about me enough. Maybe I long for something. Uh, I know hot take Jake's always like Bart get over it but so this guy and Chuck's been in my neighborhood before Chuck's Chuck's like Milverine if it's a part of Milwaukee uh, suburbs even mm-hmm. like he's at some that pizza place in Whitefish Bay all the time what's it called by Dairy Queen oh uh Aliotos. Well, that's, yeah, that's, not, yeah, that's not the pizza place, but yes, well, what's there that is, place called? Uh, what's it called? Uh, upper crust or upper upper crust. No, what's the Aliotos? Well, that's just a restaurant and bar. But what's it called? Aliotos. Aliotos? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, he goes there a shitload. Shut up. Yeah. I'll have to maybe. So, anyway, <laughs> Chuck being in my neighborhood on my walk to my kids daycare is not totally out of the norm. And this guy has the same Chuck Freeman hair. He's dressed like Chuck Freeman when he would go to a Brewers game to cover jeans, the blue button up shirt. He is walking step for step like Chuck Freeman. The only thing that he was wearing like a different backpack. So he's a block away. I'm like, this isn't Chuck. He gets 50, 40 yards away from me. It's Chuck. I go, what are you doing here? Then the guy takes off his glasses. It's not Chuck. (sighs) But he goes in the same Chuck way. I go, oh, I thought you were someone else. He goes, oh, oh, it's not someone else. Oh, oh, okay. Like, this was, it was, you know how, like, you say someone, you're like, oh, I, I see someone that looks like you. And then it's like, any for me it's like any fat guy with a red beard <laughs> no this this was doppel of all the gangers this was i mean i am still this will be with me forever this only ever happened one time i thought i saw my buddy bear at a bar i was at i had to call him and say and see if he picked up his phone it was uncanny but it's crazy how you can have this lineage of people for centuries and the reproduction and someone Totally unrelated, could look totally like someone else. Like you and the guy from Tenacious D. Thank you. Kyle. Hey, it's it's good since I just heard you laughing and talking. It's good that your voice is back. 
by the way. No, it's it's not a hundred, but it's close. Yeah, you sound pretty good. I did. I, I, uh, uh, I got a couple announcements. One. Oh. I am going to be running a survivor pool from the show via this new website that I have partnered with. It will be for money. How much? That's a good question. Should I do a $10 one or a $20 one? 20. 20. One entry. You sign up. 20 bucks. I don't touch the money. You don't give it to me. You give it to the website. It spits out to the winner at the end. One of those deals. I'm in. Survivor League. I'm in. I may also do daily fantasy, but for sure. Sorry. Picking the winner, correct? You're picking one winner every week. You can't. Okay. I just I've been parts where you pick the loser, so. Oh, that's also fun. Yes. Generally the same idea, but it's yeah, we'll same do thing. a yes. we'll do a survivor pool, show survivor pool. All right, I'm in. Um, okay, I'm, I, am I your first contestant? <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't I haven't even published this episode. Sweet, yet. I'm number one. I also want to say that I. Oh, I want to shout out Big Ron. From New Jersey. Yeah, he just made another order for the CBD CBN gummies. Nice. So this Big Ron's a, a classic guy of a guy who, if he wants the wacky tobacco, he'll get it. And for some of you that can't get it or would rather ingest this, the, the Delta 8s, the Delta 9s, that's great for that. But Ron, he's, he likes the CBD CBN to help him sleep. So they've got a lot of great products like this. They've got the THC-free ones, the mango ones that help you maybe get alert. Everybody, you know, reacts to them differently. You just kind of kind of taste them and, and see how they help you. And they have the sampler packs there. So the sampler packs are great. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. 25% off every order. Um, there are two separate video streams for today's episode. This Bart and Tim talk brewers eventually on the uh, Dan Shaney YouTube stream. And Dan, I believe will be at the brewers tailgate. So if you have any insurance questions, load them up. And also Eric eager, former PFF guy. Now of Sumer sports will be joining us to talk NFC North later on in this episode. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tim. Yes. The Spillwalkie Brewers. Nice series against the Rockies. 12-1 on Monday. Uh, off on Thursday, Wednesday, they go to extras and they lose some questions about if council did the right thing with the bullpen, bringing in Chafin, who's been seeing mop up work. And then he gets a high leverage spot. You were at that game yesterday, a great moment for the brewers. They go to extra innings. Uh, they do give up a run, but then they score the, the runs that they need. Great call by Lane Grindle on the broadcast. I was listening on the radio, uh, Mark Hanna with a big moment, then tweeting, Totally redeemed yourself. He tweeted that gif on uh, on whatever day. And Monasterio, you know, big moment for him. Gets the whole Gatorade bath and everything. Your thoughts, your takeaways on a Brewers 2-1 win, series win over the Rockies, where I will also preface that by saying, I don't know if this is just like people being cute or, or for real, but I've seen a lot of people online Using the last two weeks is like, this team is a mirage. They are not this good. We're beating up barely on bad teams. Schedule gets harder. They're a little nervous. I would tend to disagree with that. I mean, it's been a lot. There were big expectations coming into this homestand. And they pretty much, I think for the last 10, 11, 12 games, it's been win-loss, 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 win-loss. They've been rotating. Score runs, don't, don't think... score runs, score runs, yeah. don't score runs. But when they do... Yeah, they've been winning, lossing back to July 31st. The and National lose, Series, the Pirates Series, and so they're going to lose Friday night to the White Sox. According to their... If if that's how it goes, so... Uh, you should have got Friday, a White Sox guy on the pod. You should have, like Steve Stone. Steve Stone, I think, is one of the premier. Bro- I th- I think his his voice. I I me- I love his voice. Len Casper. Steve Stone just hits that voice hits me. Maybe because of WGN back in the late eighties. I think so. Well, he was uh, with the Cubs for so long. I can't believe they got rid of him. But oh, to make myself sound older, if something's early nineties, now I just call it late eighties. Okay. Great. You were talking while you muted yourself and you're saying one second. Is there somebody talking? I, no, there's there's a clock here and it makes a loud noise. So oh I would have loved to hear it. Uh no. It does it the one that goes do 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 yeah do yes do I know yes. that clock. Yes. I should get one of those clocks. Yeah, there it is, the grandfather clock. I don't have one in my house. I do have a grand piano. Maybe we can combine them together and put them, you know, the grand next to the grand. Anyway, as, I was, as I was saying, 
Uh, yeah, a little disappointed. You know what? It, you you were expecting them to do better against these teams, and you got one more, I guess, quote unquote, easy opponent before the schedule gets really, really. Are you saying the Angels are easy, or oh, the White Sox? White Sox. Oh, for some they, reason, I thought we were in Anaheim next week. We're playing the Dodgers. We're playing the Dodgers in Texas, and oh, then my like, bad. Cubs and Minnesota and the Cubs and three at the White Sox, three at the Angel. Uh, Jesus, again, three at the Dodgers, three at the Rangers. So a three-team, three-city road trip. You know how the Brewers hate those. Twins uh, at home. We should go to one of those games. Uh, the Padres at home. Okay, yeah. I mean, they're gonna. To play good baseball, what's the big deal? They're going to have to win. What, you think you get so, to, you need to play the Tigers all year long? <laughs> yeah, play good and then, and what the Cubs after that? So, yeah, Cubbies, <sighs> there's still you know, obviously, there's questions. They can't score runs when they when they lose, you know, they can't. Score we're, we're winning and losing and trading games, we've gained ground on the division in that time. Oh, I mean. Again, the division what's the big, is soft. What's the big concern? That the Cubs have come back on here. Like, we catch them for three or lose three in a row, and we keep doing this winning and losing, just kind of tread water. Well, no Cubs, no Reds in action on Thursday, so the Brewers come into Friday two and a half up on both. Cubs have a series with the Blue Jays, and the uh, Cincinnati Reds are in Pittsburgh. Would you say five and four on this road trip is doable? Um, well, yeah. So you expect to take two from Chicago and then go three and three the rest of the way, maybe. Maybe. You would then yeah. you're getting one of those teams twice. What about okay? It's saying six and three too much. Like We're gonna get Burns, Woody, and Peralta this weekend. I mean, they could be they could sweep this weekend, honestly. Sweep. And then maybe try and win one in LA and two in Texas. Man, if I didn't have shit going on, I would think about going down to this. The South Side. Hmm. Do you uh, have excitement for there's a oh, six what? and three. then huh? then let's go six and three. They should sweep. Hey, Packers. Friday night. Yeah, you doing a Packer post? I am. In the jungle, the Bengals. You know, so I'm going to be doing Zach Gelb's show while watching the Packer game. You know, our Tim Van Voren is the only Milwaukee sports reporter down there in Cincinnati. Our Tim Van Voren? Our Tim Van Voren. Fox 6's very own? I mean, maybe I could get him on the Bart Winkler show for you. If you want him. I told you the other day, I'll reach out to Tim myself. Okay. I mean, he I'm, couldn't do. He I'm, was ESPN Milwaukee exclusive, but I'm, I don't know if that counts on pods. Right down the hall from him. Oh, you got an office? Oh, he does. Hmm. The newsroom is right down the hall from him. The sports, the offices. All right. Let me ask you real mundane differences between CBS 58 and Fox 6 after three days. Nothing that will get you in trouble. Which station has the better bathrooms for privacy? Both. Both are good? Yeah. Which station has the better 
cafeteria slash vending machine options. Both. You don't both on me. No, they're I'm like they're both like so normal, like chips, M and M's, Reese's. They're, they're, neither of them have like a deli one. I will say that or like Fox a veggie fresh. I will say Fox Six has free hot cocoa. So maybe I give the edge to Fox Six. What about free coffee? Uh, yes, of course. The oh. newsroom. Which station has the better? Security. Fox six. Oh yeah. Okay. They have the every station in Milwaukee except for CVS has the fenced in area where you can park. Oh well, yeah. CVS is part of that one thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've never gone to the bathroom at Channel Twelve, nor have I used their cafeteria. Oh no, Sam Schmitz did lead me to get a soda once. Sammy got you one? No, I he he had to walk me to where I go. Oh, he wouldn't just go get one for you? What a cheap ass. Where are you right now? I'm outside. Show me the surroundings. It's a beautiful day here. I don't think I can flip my camera. Oh, that's okay. Then do it like a normal. Yeah, well, what a beautiful neighborhood. Look at that American flag in the lawn. It's America. A little slice of heaven right there. Tim's out on his family farm today. <laughs> Got to milk the cows, get the chicken eggs, you know. Yeah. The Shea family farm. Check it out sometimes. How do you feel that Willie Adamas sat for two days and then hit a home run? Is Any- Willie back? Anything to uh, break the slump, right? Now, it would have been, I think it would have put uh, the cherry on top would be if he would have won the game instead of popping up. But. Well, we can't ask too much. You know, beggars can't be choosers. No. Yeah. It would have been, what do they call a Hollywood ending yesterday? Oh, it really would have been. Tim, you're absolutely right. Um, well, let me know if you go to Comiskey. Can you I go? Won't. Uh, no, I can't. I got to work. Well, guarantee right now. But if anybody wants to come out to the Steve, uh, we got another home game on Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll be one Knoxville's first ever appearance at the Steve. I was about to say, who are you playing? Yeah, so one one Knoxville. A team from Tennessee, huh? Yep. Good job with your geography. Thank you. Well, Tim, nice to see you. Yeah, so what what do you what do you think? Six and three? Is that what we're aiming for? A sweep in Chicago? And then at least three out of the six against Texas and LA? You know, it's interesting that they play LA right here because this takes me back to the summer of twenty fourteen, where not only like the date that WSSP crumbled was about the same time of the year where I first started at WSSP in August of 2014. And one of the very first weekends I had friends in town and Sparky was doing the post game show by himself. Tim wasn't there that night. And he's, it was my first week there and he goes, Hey, would you, would you want to come in and like sit in with me and talk? 
Oh, I'm not going to say no to that. So I said, sorry, friends. You, my wife will entertain you. Uh, I went in, prepared a whole bunch. of. It was obnoxious what I prepared for notes. This is my big break. and uh, But I remember that because the Brewers played the Dodgers, and it was a series where Jimmy Nelson outdueled Clayton Kershaw. And we thought then and there we were going to the World Series. 2014, remember, ended horrifically. Sure did. I remember it like it was yesterday. Hey, don't forget, this Saturday's game is on Fox, Big Fox. Fox 6. Fox 6. Wow, so you went from CBS where you were going to get all the Aaron Rodgers games. Now you're getting all the Packers games. Yep. Wow. From CBS to Fox. Who else did that in their career? Uh, a lot of people did CBS, uh, Fox to CBS. Yes. I'm thinking of like big names like James Brown. Oh, James Brown. Yes. Well, he went from Fox to CBS. Fox to CBS. Yeah. I thought Um, thought there's that other guy. Charles Davis did the same thing. Uh, Kevin Harlan. He was on Fox. Yep. Who went from CBS Fox. I don't know. All right. Well, that's yeah. something I could probably Google. All right. Lara Logan, your girl. She worked at CBS and now went. Hey, congratulations to your boy Dario Melendez for winning the cream puff eating contest this year. Oh, he did? Yes. Former winners include Bill Schmid. Yep. So he beat Bill. I think Bill did it again. I think there was a little controversy, too, this year. What happened? Uh, I don't know exactly. I just know Dario won it. The year I did it, I took second. I lost to Jake and Tanner. Who? <laughs> they, they were some... I've talked about them before. They were some radio duo at... WIXX in Green Bay, and then they got a job at like 94.5 before it flipped, and they were just like... Yes, 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 I remember them. Two really, like, their their kind of radio is the exact kind that I despise. Yes, I remember. And also, they were were not nice people when I met them, so I... Maybe you know Jake and Tanner. Jake, I don't know. I don't like him. But yeah, congratulations to your boy. All right, Eric Eager coming up next. Uh, check out that. If you're on the YouTube, you can find that on a different Dan Shaney YouTube stream. Tim Shea, I love you as always, and we'll see you at the tailgate. Go Brewers and go Badgers. Oh, wait, I just got a thing. Oh, breaking news. Hi, Bart. I'm Katie. I've been using ZipRecruiter to find candidates for my floral designer position for a flower shop in Wauwatosa. (laughs) The flower man.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by Eric Eager of SumerSports.com. Check out the podcast. The absolute 100% smartest football guy I know. What's up? Well, that's high praise. Appreciate that. Bart. I'm, I'm uh, happy to be here. I'm excited to talk NFC North. I think Packers fans uh, have been really fun to interact with this summer on Twitter. Uh, and and so have Bears fans in their own way. So I'm excited to sort of break this down. Well, that's where I'm going to start. This is a four-team division, obviously, but a lot of what I've seen has – it's very frustrating. We are a month out from week one where the Packers do face the Bears. And when Aaron Rodgers left this division, Bears fans, I think, like like a king that ruled them for centuries died and now they are coming out they are they are unashamed to come out and and be free again and then down to the tyranny that they fought for for eons and and now we're all we're still a month out they're playing in week one we're still a month out and we are fighting over Jordan Love practice throws to Justin Fields practice throws. We're fighting over how many people are going to the family nights, which then turns into, oh, well, there's more to do in Chicago, which turns into then why do you guys come up here all the time? It is just like, you know, Packers Bears have had this rivalry for a long time. But the last 30 years, it's just been like, whatever. Now Bears fans are coming from a position of what they feel like power. But that's all going to sway in week one. Either like what I truly want is for it to be a 30 to 27 game where both quarterbacks score three touchdowns. I don't want because I'm high on Justin Fields. So I don't want his narrative to be written. I don't want Love's narrative to be written. I just want like this to stop this is maybe the worst time ever i this is no there's no question here but take with that information what you will yeah it feels like it feels like 2019 to me a little bit in that you know that was the year and that was back when i was working at pro football focus but that was the year where um you know mitch trubisky and the bears went 12 and 4 they spent the entire offseason if you remember correctly, the, the entire offseason worried about their kicker because their kicker missed a kick in a playoff game where Trubisky did basically nothing and they lost to a backup quarterback in Nick Foles. And, you know, the Packers were coming off of, I think in 2018, they were 6-9-1. and one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, that, that, you know, got Mike McCarthy fired, for lack of a better phrase. And then, you know, uh, Matt LaFleur goes and coaches his first game. And even in 19, you didn't have MVP Rodgers, but you had Rodgers being good enough, um, you know, to go into go into uh, Chicago Soldier Field and win a win a tight game, uh, win a game where the offense didn't look great. I worry for Bears fans because that was the last time they were like as haughty as they are right now. And so um, obviously to just fall flat on their face the next you know three, four years as a result. So 
I, I'm worried about Bears fans whenever they think that they have a good team. It feels like the exact opposite is about to happen. So I think Packers fans are interesting because you have like kind of the younger generation, which has really never dealt with anything but great quarterback play. And then you have kind of, um, you know, maybe a little older generation that remembers very vividly the 25 years between the, the t- or I think it was 25 years um, between division titles, uh, you know, 70s, 80s and early 90s. Uh, that very much understand what it could be like without a great quarterback. So I find the the two narratives in the fan base really interesting, and um, and and I can't wait for them to play you know, the week of the season. I I think Detroit and Minnesota, when you look at that division, like Detroit's probably going to be the best team in the division, uh, which is interesting. And I think Minnesota, everybody's resigned to the fact that they weren't all that good last year, despite their record. And there really hasn't been a ton of controversy on either side of that, those, those two aisles. It's really this rivalry between the Bears and the Packers, which could be the two worst teams in the division or the two best teams in the division. That has me uh, really interested. Yeah, so you had put out these tweets uh, for the AFC and NFC, which I just thought was, I mean, you probably just threw them together or maybe you spent a lot of time on them. But either way, it was like perfect. You, for the NFC, you said good. Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, probably good. Seattle, Detroit, one will be good. Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay, and you go through the rest of them. But that I think that's the best way to sum up this division. I'm almost at the point where, and I know Detroit is the favorite, and a lot of people are going to take them just from the the natural order of things. But I really think that with the unknowns for every team, um, Detroit, now they have expectation, okay? When's the last Mm -hmm. time they had that? Minnesota, you can't, they, they should not have won 13 games last year, but Minnesota is perennially a nine-win football team. The Packers and the Bears seems like there's a floor and a ceiling where they're either going to win like six games or ten games, mm-hmm. and the quarterback play is going to decide those other four games. So it's almost like for this division as a whole, I would give pretty much everyone a 25% chance to win the division. Like, I think this is as, as equal as it gets. And I honestly don't know who would be the one to emerge. The Packer fan in me, you know, sees Jordan love have two nice throws and all of a sudden things like, okay, like, here we go. But this is really any, I mean, the Bears' schedule is garbage. They could Mm -hmm. rip off 10 wins. So I don't know who you would put as a favorite. And if it is the Lions, like, I don't think it should be that vast. Yeah, well, the market has the Lions much more favored than my simulations do. I put the Lions more in like that. I think about, I can't remember what we had at Sumer with our sim, but it's like we have them somewhere around 30, 35% to win the division. And then everybody else, to your point, is kind of in that 20% uh, to 25% to your point. And you know, when you look at market numbers, last year I was all over Detroit. I had to restore the Roar hashtag. Yeah. Like, and and you know, I, I you know that that win that they had against the Packers at home to go to two and six is really the the changing point there. Uh, and, and then obviously they finished it off in Green Bay. They're a good football team. They finished the the season last year as the best team in the NFC North, right? They beat the they beat the Vikings by multiple scores. They beat the Packers twice. They beat the Bears twice. Um, so that they were the best team in the division. They just didn't end up in the playoffs because Minnesota won 11 one score games. But make no mistake, like this is a team that has not had these expectations. You have to go all the way back, Bart, to 1992, the last time Detroit was favored to win their division. 
And back then it was the NFC Central with Tampa Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, Green Bay, and Detroit. And 1993, people forget, that's the last time Detroit won the division and hosted a playoff game. And, and that game that they hosted was the game where Favre famously rolled left, threw all the way back across his body to Sterling Sharp in the end zone. That was Brett Favre's first career playoff start. It was the last time the Lions hosted a playoff game. So we it's been a long time since Detroit has had these expectations. So I agree with you that it's a wait and see on them. Market prices for the Packers were very generous. They were going off at five to one, which means, you know, for the gamblers out there, you only need a 16.7% chance of winning the division for that to be break even. Now it's about four to one, which to your point, is only a 20% break even to actually make money on that bet. I think you're probably closer to right that it should be like three to one, or they each have a four, you know, a 25% chance to win it. I think that that's the one team that people in the markets are undervaluing is Green Bay for a couple of reasons. A, last year, the reason everybody liked Green Bay was because they thought their defense was going to be good. And you're always like, I don't know if you remember like the 09, 2010 Packers, but you know, probably very vividly but like everybody expected that 09 defense to be great and then they and then they were finally good in 2010 i i think that you know defense is always like a year late to the party as far as expectations so last year when everybody's looking at wyatt walker uh, obviously campbell's douglas and then you go with with uh with gary before the injury everybody loved that defense and it fell flat on its face it's the same talent coming back this year and i think the similar i think expectations are a lot lower I think they exceed those expectations on defense. And then on offense, you just need Jordan Love to color in between the lines. Aaron Rodgers is a great artist, but sometimes that art gets out of control. And you saw that a lot last year. You saw that in the divisional round against Niners a year ago. And I think if all if all if all Jordan Love does is color between the lines, I think this offense will be good enough to to win that division with that defense. Well, and here's the thing too, Eric Eager joining us. Um my whole thing about Jordan Love is the there's that's that's what you just said is best case scenario in terms of everyone's mind. Like there are people that think Jordan Love is going to absolutely suck, be tremendously bad. Finally, Packers, you're back on the side of bad quarterback play. LOL. And then there's some people will say, okay, well, if Jordan Love's all right, my whole thing is this league. Fans, teams, players. What if he's good? I don't think I don't think the league has like planned for a scenario where Jordan Love throws three or four touchdowns week one and looks very good. I don't think anybody. No. I, I I don't I don't understand what it is. I like what if Jordan Love is good? That changes everything. Analytics people like myself like look I. I think I wrote an article saying don't use a first round pick on Justin Herbert. Like we've all, you know, Brandon, this is an old PFF story, but Brandon Bean once called the PFF offices threatening to cancel uh, us as a client because one of our articles said that Josh Allen was like the 29th best quarterback in the league. Like where analytics get quarterbacks wrong, it's always the Jordan Love type, meaning it's always the guy that kind of in college struggled because of situations right Jordan Love in two in his sophomore year for Utah State was much better than he was as a junior and to the point where junior year Jordan Love if you just take the raw statistics is not a first round quarterback however you know and and you know there are misses here too people will talk about Will Levis this way people will talk about you know the Ryan Leafs this way and stuff but where 
where analytics people get it wrong with quarterbacks is the robo-arm development guys like Josh Allen, like Herbert, although it didn't take Herbert that long to develop, and Jordan Love. If I, I'm a big Matt LaFleur fan. I was not a big Jordan Love fan when they drafted him. But you combine the two things and the fact that they stuck with the plan and he sat for three years and they're very clearly at least trying to buy in at least for one year with him. I'm going to defer to the to the information that 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 gives me, which is that a very good head coach who's who's overseen offenses that have been very effective in Green Bay believes this player to be a starter. And 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 like you said, I don't know if people are ready for the ceiling yet. I mean, look, like the ceiling is not just love being young. It's the fact that that whole receiving core is young too. Musgrave, Dobbs, and obviously Watson as well. Watson also being raw, not having a ton of reps in college um, at, at high level, you know, in high level games. So the I I do agree. I think people are looking at this team like, oh, they could win 10 games. Like, I think if everything hits, they're back to being a 13-win team. It's just a question of, you know, if it hits, to, to what degree does it end up being that way? You're uh, to pivot from Jordan Love to the other guy, uh, Rodgers. So in the AFC, you say the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are by far and away everyone's favorite. Cincinnati and Buffalo, very good. Baltimore and the Chargers, very good. So now the AFC is interesting because let's say, let's say the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Baltimore, and the Chargers, and then someone's got to win the South, so Jacksonville. So then you're leaving one playoff spot for Cleveland, who could absolutely like, I think I don't think people are prepared for if Deshaun Watson's back to form. The Jets with Aaron Rodgers, the Dolphins, where everyone likes them, dot dot dot, if Tua stays healthy. I don't know. I like the Steelers a little bit. I, I don't think you count out the Patriots necessarily. I don't know about the other teams, but I just like I look at how everybody in the Jets building is so starstruck by their quarterback. I thought that was the biggest takeaway from hard knocks the other day was, Oh, Jets fans are really tickled to have Rogers. Oh, you know who like can't stop pinching himself is the coach. Robert Sala can't get over it either. I don't, I, with the Jets, like, and I come from a bias where I am rooting against them. I don't want them to be good. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I, I like, I just don't know where they fit into an AFC that has teams with good defenses and like young franchise quarterbacks. Those are the teams. And then there's this Rodgers coming in, trying to do what Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Matt Stafford did, which it seems like the only two ways to win a Super Bowl right now are draft a guy, win with him, or wait until a team is tired of their star quarterback and then pick him off in one of his final years. Yeah, the Jets and the Jets, for my numbers, their average game is about an eighth, an eighth, uh, sorry, eight tenths of a point harder than the average team on neutral field, which means every game you look at their point spread and it's a, about a point harder. And that adds up over the course of a season. The only teams with harder schedules are New England, Miami, and the New York Giants. Um, that that's that's the thing, right? And that that is going to totally uh, that's the hardest schedule, and that uh, that that's the hardest like three schedules in the AFC there, right there, and. To your point, like think about it this way. I that's why I wrote it down on on Twitter because I'm thinking to myself, NFC anybody can make the playoffs. I I think Tampa Bay and LA. I think the only team that couldn't make the playoffs in the NFC is probably Arizona. The only team, in my opinion, that's not good in the AFC or yeah, I can't see them being good is the Vegas Raiders. I think every team in the AFC could be good to the point where or if you look at 
the four great Hall of Fame caliber coaches, right? Uh, Brabel, uh, Belichick, Tomlin, and Sean Payton. Do we really think that we're going to go 0 for 4 on those guys making the playoffs? But, but those aren't the best. Those aren't the top half of the teams. In the yeah, I, that's why I kind of like see, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you propel one of them into the playoffs, and it comes at the expense of all these sexy teams you talk about. The Ravens with Todd Monken. The, uh, the the Browns, as you said, with a great roster, just signed up, uh, just signed uh, Shelby Harris. Uh, also have, you know, Zadarius Smith, former Packer, and, and uh, Miles Garrett on the defensive line to go with the grid offense. That that team, right, you said the Steelers are in the bottom half of the AFC, but could make their way there. And then in the AFC East, it's like not only are all four of those teams thinking they're playoff contenders, all but probably Buffalo, their front offices are not safe. <laughs> That's the other thing. When you look at Miami, Miami's, you know, three straight winning seasons, but no playoff wins. Uh, fired the coach, but that wasn't the, you know, evidently like I think McDaniel's great, but that was still the same outcome last year. The Jets, they got, I mean, when Pete Carroll lost six straight games to end the season, he got fired after one year. Salah gets another year because, you know, they drafted well last year. And then New England, like, I mean, since Brady's been gone, nope, one playoff win, playoff game where they got beat by 30 and then a bunch of non-playoff seasons. So I think it's not only going to be crazy from like a who makes it standpoint, it's there's also desperation in, in it too. Like this could go, we talk far go to the Jets and Mangini get hacked after they didn't make the playoffs at nine and seven. Like Rodgers has Joe Douglas's job, Robert Salah's job, all on his shoulders in that season that, that they're going to have with the Jets this year in a season where this, as I said, the deck stacked against them pretty tough. That's why I think this season and, you know, AFC, NFC things swing like this. But in one conference, you're going to get a race where there's going to be tw- 12 teams that are like that final week. You're going to be like, how are the Bills going to miss the playoffs? Or like, how are the Chargers? There's going to be a team Jeez. like that. Yeah, the, the, yeah, who knows? You don't. There's going to be teams that shock you. And then the NFC, really, it could be like, is this maybe finally the year Dallas does something? Are the Is one of these teams in the NFC South? Like one of the teams in the NFC South, I don't think that division's any good, but one of those teams will host a playoff game. What if Bryce Young figures it out? What if this Falcons rushing attack figures it out? So Seattle, I think Seattle, I think there's a lot of potential in Seattle. So I wonder, I just wonder outside of the Eagles and the Niners, who might emerge out of there? Well, yeah, I think in the NFC, it's so funny because there are two divisions that are more or less two team races. The, the NFC West unless the Rams shock the world and stay healthy all the year, like they're, they'll be competitive for a month and they'll fade away. The Cardinals stink. So it's really just Niners, Seahawks, and the betting markets are daring you to bet against the Niners with Brock Purdy at quarterback, hanging them at minus like 170, 180 or so to win that division. That's crazy. And then you look at the NFC East. Like I, I, I made a point to this. The Giants last year, nine, seven and one, their schedule was a point easier per game going into the year than the average game on a neutral field. They win nine. Washington had a similarly easy schedule. Now they both have hard schedules. That's a two-team race. That's that's Philly and that's Dallas. And that's a division that hasn't been won by a team multi, you know, consecutive years since Andy Reid was the coach of the Eagles. So, like, the NFC, we're going we're gonna to see three teams that are in the playoffs that aren't even good teams. And in the AFC, we're going to see three pretty damn good teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. And that, to me, is just so striking and so crazy. That Rodgers, for you know, to bring this back to, to the local angle, 
Rodgers would opt into that situation. Yeah. That, that, to me, is like the, the biggest crazy part about this entire thing is he, he – and, and granted, Brady went to a division in 2020 where the Saints were basically where the Bills are now. A lot of, lot of wins, no Super Bowls to show for it over that stretch. And the, the Saints even won that division, kicked Tampa's ass in the, in the regular season that year, and then they sneak in and obviously win from the five seed. To me, that's like the ceiling for Rodgers is to win a Super Bowl from like the five or six seed in the AFC, which to me, it's like, good luck. You're facing, you're not getting Vic, Matt Ryan, and Caleb Haney in the playoffs this time. You're getting, you know, Mahomes, <laughs> Herbert, yeah. Allen. Like you're getting, you're you're not going to play Jay Cutler in the t- conference title game this time. The uh, NFL season is going to be fun. Uh, I can't wait for it. You're doing your work with Sumer Sports. So what's going to be like a week for you? Because Sunday's watching all the games. But then I, because the, the fact that you can just like, Oh, here I'm here. I am going eight deep on the Packers defense and offense. Not everyone's going to be able to do that, uh, but you're kind of like doing that with every team. Yeah, I think you know. For me, uh, this goes back to when I was at PFF. But I love watching the games. But a, a good uh, something to sort. Of, I don't rewatch games during the season. Um, if it if it's on when I'm on, I watch it. If it's not, I have like these algorithms that build out keep KPI reports, so I can kind of go in. And I've watched enough old football and stuff where I can be like, oh, I kind of knew what happened in that game. I can, and, you know, you you can go through and, like, read the data. But I essentially have, like, the data that kind of tells me how the game went and if I should look a little bit further. But it, it, that's kind of the average week is you all sit there and watch kind of and have, like, printouts and stuff. And then, you know, writing and having to, you know, having to opine on the league certainly is big. Like, if I'm on a radio hit in uh, Charlotte, I need to know something about the Panthers. And it's just a – it's – it's it's really helpful there, but but yeah, it's a it's a good thing. Uh, SumerSports.com. We're gonna have a lot of new like we have article content, podcast content up there now. We're gonna have um, some stats for people as well because we know the Football Outsiders has kind of kind of gone out of business, and we know that we you know there's PFF is a little lighter uh, you know than they have been before. So we're we're gonna try to fill those gaps there and provide some some key analysis. We're gonna have some really cool fantasy football tools, a chat bot that you can go in and be like, hey, who do I start this week? And it'll spit that out for you. So uh, I'm really thrilled for this season, and I'm I'm excited for for what's next. So you almost like, um, because I so I'm a big Marvel guy, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm doing a complete timeline watch, like everything they've ever put out. And then there's some shows that are so bad. There was a show called Inhumans, which was terrible. And so I I was like, I don't need to watch this. So I just like read about it and got a gist because I've seen all the other Marvel. So that's like what you do with football. Yeah, I, but I will say if the game is on, I'll watch it. It's more like a, a Sunday. But afternoon. if you miss like Rams Seahawks on a Sunday afternoon, yeah, if it's Rams Seahawks on a Sunday afternoon, I just I'll look at the I have these algorithms that'll build from the play by play data, kind of how things went, and and I'll look back at it and, and see. But yeah, it's. Like there are some games where it's just like I'll look at that and 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 that that's enough for me. And then you know I watch all you know I watch almost every Chiefs game. I watch, you know that that's about the only team I religiously watch every game. Uh, go out of my way to you know when I lived in Wisconsin, I watch a lot of Packers games. So I know you know kind of how how that how that era went. But um, but yeah, for a lot of them, it's it's I get the cliff notes from my data, which. You know, I built the the systems because I, I watched a lot of football in the past, so I know what to look for. But but yeah, it's hard. I you know the people that watch every game religiously and, and watch film, they have my respect because that's a lot of time and effort for sure. Damn, 
Cool stuff. Eric Eager, appreciate uh, your time. Good to catch up with you. You be well. We'll talk soon. Bart, this was fun. I will chat soon. My thanks again to Eric Eager, Sumer Sports, S-U-M-E-R Sports.com. He uh, was on the show a lot on the terrestrial version. And he's always been a good guy to reach out to and talk to and has Wisconsin ties. He said he lived in Wisconsin, actually taught at UWL from, I believe, 12 to 18. So I was we didn't cross paths. I was already flamed out of that town before he got there. But always good to talk to him. Got some voicemails on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Here's one 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART. This one is from Matt in the Falls, our good buddy. Hey, Bart, it's me. Um, Can't believe I'm calling in to uh, support and defend Adrian Peterson because he's a piece of garbage that does terrible things to his children, among other things. But um, to even ask the question, should the Vikings retire his number, is pure insanity. So I guess I'm just calling in the name of sanity. Um, Adrian Peterson was uh, possibly the best player in Vikings history. He, I think you could make the case that he is the third or fourth best running back of all time. I'm not saying he is, but I think you could make a very reasonable argument like Jim Brown, Barry Sanders. And then you have a whole, a whole host of guys. I think you could put Adrian Peterson third with a well-researched argument because the guy was just unbelievable for a variety of reasons. So I understand that I haven't done it. And that's kind of why you're asking the question, but the fact that they haven't done it and the fact that we have to ask the question is also absurd because, I mean, I don't know if you remember the same career that I do, but the guy was absolutely unstoppable. Plus the ACL comeback, the 2,000 yards, like, the guy was just incredible. And he should already be in the Hall of Fame. It's been five years. I don't know. But he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer unanimously, whatever all that crap is. So, real piece of garbage, though. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that sums it up. That's a good, compelling argument. What are, what are some of the other running back names that you guys thought of when you were listening to Matt say that? What did you think of? I thought of O.J. Simpson. Uh, I, who did he say? Jim Brown? Jim Brown, I thought of. Yeah, Jim Brown. Barry Sanders. He's, uh, who else? Who, who are some of the elite running backs? 414-799-1250. We'll take your thoughts on that. Uh, as well do want to remind you about my good good buddy at omaha steaks my good buddies at omaha steaks curtis uh brianna uh who's the new cat they just hired uh oh yeah fred fred (laughs) that guy met him the other day at the offices uh they flew me down to omaha they flew me down there and i just kind of gave me the tour um we, we just, you know, they, they say summer in Wisconsin is unbeatable. 
my friend in Christ, you have never had a summer night in Omaha, Nebraska. So uh, it was good to meet everybody at Omaha Steaks, where I'm just double checking now. Where is Omaha Steaks headquartered? You would think Omaha. And, and yes, they are the uh, 24th largest employer. Omaha Steaks is of uh, the city of Omaha. But they do have a great deal. They've got a great deal. You type in Bart in the search bar. Type Bart in the search bar. You check that out. It takes you to a deal right away. A package where you get four butcher cut filet mignons. Four air chilled boneless chicken breasts. Four bacon wrapped pork chops. Four gourmet jumbo franks. You get... uh, Then they throw in... Oh my God. Fred was real excited about this. They throw in... The eight Omaha Steaks burgers and eight Jumbo Franks. And they take 50% off the cover price because you typed in Bart at the search bar and you get that off for $129.99 at omahasteaks.com. All that meat good to satisfy you for the rest of the summer. Or maybe if you have a tailgate coming up to a, a baseball game and you're like, what should I bring? Some people have asked me that. What should you bring? Um, I don't know. I did buy one ketchup. I'm going to buy a big, it's a big ketchup. It's a 38 ouncer. Is that enough? That should be enough. Uh, I'll buy one big mustard. I was going to take care of like the paper products. I could get the paper napkins, the paper plates. Uh, We do have a brewery that's going to help us out in many different ways. So I'm excited to tell you about them next week. A local brewery going to help out. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. So Looking forward to the tailgate. If you haven't got your tickets yet, that is linked to on my Twitter or my X. Got to call it the right thing. Uh, Here's another voicemail. I'm not sure who this is. Let me play it. Hi, Bart. My name is Bernie Fratto. I'm with Fox Sports Radio National. host the Bernie Fratto Show Fridays and Saturdays. Syndicated on 600 stations, about a million listeners. I'm interested in having you on my show. You do a really nice job. Uh, give me a call. Oh, wow. okay. Now he's giving me his number. Well, that's very nice. That's very nice. Um, I don't know why he called the Carl's Place voicemail line, but I he must have went to my ex and searched, how do I get in contact with this gentleman? Because I was on, if he's in Vegas, I was on a Vegas station on um, Thursday morning. That was really fun because they said, Hey, we want to have you on to talk brewers. And I thought, okay, I'll talk some brewers. Four Packer questions. Not a single brewer question. And they were like, thanks. I was like, oh, it was awesome. It's like no mention that we had you on to talk brewers. I think the producer booked me to talk brewers and the two hosts were like, we're in Las Vegas. Who the fuck cares about the brewers? We'll talk, we'll talk Packer football. We'll talk NFL. And see if this guy can hack it. They said, uh, Bart, what do you think about uh, Matt LaFleur coaching without Aaron Rodgers? I said, well, he's very with the players. Very connected. All right, so I got to get in touch with this guy. Bernie wants me on his show. He also then reached out to me on Twitter uh, and LinkedIn. I just got a message from him. It's nice to feel wanted, isn't it? It's nice to feel wanted. Um. And also booking guests is hard. So if, if you can get one on a string, 
I, I will be on I will be on his show at a time to be determined. Got a lot of CBS sports radio coming up. Zach Gelb show Friday night. And I think the voice is almost back in full capacity. I, I did have kind of a rough go of it at the Steve. I was doing my PA announcing and I got into it fine. Okay, this guy's voice is a little different. But by the end of the game, man, I was really, I mean, I was really pushing water jugs up a hill. It was rough. But I'll be back there Saturday night, so I, I want to deliver a product. And what a night at the Steve. If you guys are in the Madison area and you're not getting out to the Steve to watch Forward Madison, a goal at the death? Oh, my Lord. Absolute scenes in front of 4,100. So Forward Madison. There's people looking around the country looking how, the, how well they do that in Madison there. That is, a, that is a well-oiled product, if I do say so myself. I might be the worst part of the whole operation. Got some guy on PA hacking up a lung what is this rinky ding shit i see i don't i don't live up to the standard of what i think ford madison sets i'm very self-conscious about that i'm really upset that my voice hurt i had a lot of tea today i did drink some hot tea with lemon in it and honey so i i, I google searched my voice i lose my voice two three times a year doesn't matter what i do just goes away but you know it's your body is your greatest instrument. I don't know if anyone's told you that your body is your greatest instrument and you should take care of it. Just like you would take, you get oil changes on your car. Why don't you go for a walk? Something to ponder, something to think about. That's the show. Oh, CBS Geld, uh, Friday. I'm in Sunday. I'm in a couple of times for Geld next week. I'm in next Saturday night. I'm in next Sunday. Then football season hits and no one takes off. But, oh, yes, my goodness. I'll be in I'll be in the studio doing Zach Gelb's show, but watching the Packer game. So I will do a Packer postgame Friday night on YouTube, which will probably serve as the Monday show with some updates. We'll see how it goes. Also, same plan for the following Saturday when they play. And then no postgame show for the next preseason game for I am going to hopefully be in attendance with the boy and my wife. This is the Bar Winkler Show. That is me. You are you. See you.